Kamal Hamilton should be there. Kamal, you're wondering if there is extraterrestrial intelligence out there, how we communicate with them, right? Yes. And what's some of what you've been working on? I've been recording sounds around New York, Pennsylvania, and California. And we'll compile them and put them on the website. And children from all around the world will do the same thing. They'll record their sounds, pictures, write their messages, and send them into the website. And how will people on Alpha Centauri get a hold of them? Guess they got to log into the website. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear some of what you've recorded? Okay. Ted Kamal, I'm 19, I live in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, on Stuyvesant Street, um, and I'm a, I'm a DJ, producer, musician in general, um, yeah, that's what I do, I work with sound, yeah. I do music and I cook for a living, like, I work for somebody else in their kitchen, and I bust my ass and shit, sweating cooking that bullshit <laughs> and i come home and i do my i work on my dj set and then somebody will hit me up like hey you want to do a show for such and such and at this place and i'm like yes and so that's how i make a living you can google ted kamal and you can find me on soundcloud you can find me on youtube you can find me on instagram you can find me on twitter and facebook but i really have a problem with social media I think that shit is lame. I feel like people care more about social media than their personal relationships. And I thought of, I had a thought yesterday, like, what if I wanted to make some friends in 2017? I haven't attempted to make any friends for a few years. But like, if I try to make a friend now, the first thing we're going to do is ask for each other's Instagrams. See how many people follow each other and start making your decision from there. So like, that's my problem with social media. I think about myself now and I think about how if I was like five or six or seven and if I saw myself I'd be really happy like I think I'm the person that I definitely want to be at that age but I don't know if I knew that I would be doing music I thought I would be a scientist to be honest with you I thought I would be you know going down the path of some sort of some crazy science neuroscience or some shit like that um when I was uh, when I was like 12 I did a interview with NPR 
because I did a little project with NASA where I recorded sounds of this planet under the pretense that like what if aliens had similar sounds of nature like like we have over here like rain in the ocean and birds and all these different things and NASA was like yo we're doing something like that right now so we they sent me a, a little sound recorder and I would record sound throughout the city and throughout Pennsylvania and then I sent it back to them and then they flew me out to over there and I got to talk with you know the SETI and NASA people and oh it was really fun and then they had me interviewed on weekend edition on NPR I think it's something pretty cool that I did but um I thought I'd be doing something something like that something like some some space type of deal that's what that's what I was really into at the time but it's it's funny that that project was with me recording sounds for them to send to because now it's not really that much different from what I do now it's just I I make the sound <laughs> yeah My name is Ted Kamal, or Ted Kamal. Um, there's this book called The Tao Te Ching. It's, for, it's, it's the day part. Um, I think it means virtue. Well, Kamal means silent warrior, but um, there's a tribe called the Mau Mau Warrior Tribe. And they rebelled against the British, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Ted Kamal came about from people mispronouncing the, the name Ted Kamal and Ted as Ted in Kamal as Kamal, so I decided if that's what people were going to call me, might as well make it another name. I was born in 1997, uh, in October on October 21st, 1997, in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb outside of Philadelphia. And um, when I was around two or three, I moved to New York City in Harlem on 105th and Manhattan Avenue. Um, and I lived on uh, in a couple apartments on that street. But after moving to New York, I moved around a lot throughout New York City, so all through Harlem, starting from 105th Street, ending up all the way in Inwood, near the Bronx. And I lived in Brooklyn for a, a little bit before I moved back to Pennsylvania when I was like 11 in Bed-Stuy. My childhood was pretty rough. Like, I don't, it's not, it wasn't a conventional childhood. I spent most of my time outside of school compared to other kids. Um, I was homeschooled a couple times here and there in, in life. Um, I was I, I did high school online like I didn't even have a regular high school life and I dropped out of high school about by the time I was like 16 um, So my childhood was was very it was very different It was a lot of time spent outside of you know uh, a construct like school So I got a chance to see what life was like in in just the re the regular world and then you know just having parents that weren't really the most supportive or the best parents just gave you opportunities to you know figure things out for yourself so yeah my childhood was pretty crazy my mom homeschooled me and she didn't even really homeschool me like 
like that like i was just at home with some papers that told me like yo read this and do these math problems like it wasn't really um like school like that I, my mom made an effort in the beginning but after a while it just turned into me being at home like chilling you know um i it, it i feel like education is something you got to take into your own hands if you let if you just rely on everybody else to educate you you're just gonna be a version of whatever someone told you you should be so i think homeschool homeschooling and like not being in school a lot like it gave me the opportunity to educate myself especially since i like to read anyway my parents my parents were terrible but <laughs> um i could just tell you like basically i had abusive parents um i lived in this apartment on 135 manhattan avenue which is a nice ass neighborhood if you ask me in in the 2000s and it was on top of a church and like my mom when we first moved there it was cool but for whatever reason my mom just wasn't like cleaning shit like she just wasn't doing shit like on that tip and the crib was so fucking disgusting like it shit was some hoarders type shit like a whole layer of clothes and shit all over the fucking floor like i could never have friends over never have fucking company like just mad roaches just mad disgusting ass shit like that's the type of shit I grew up around. On top of that, getting my ass beat like like some fucking dog in the crib at the same time. So, like, that shit was fucked up. And then, you know, we moving around Harlem all the time and New York and shit. Like, I'm in the projects, different people's projects. Like, fucking, I'm chilling and I see somebody get shot outside the window. Like, it's just, like, my mom is we go into all these different environments and, like, it doesn't have to be this way for whatever reason. For, for now that I'm older, I realize it didn't have to be this way if she was on some different shit. Um, beyond that, my parents are creative people. I think that they're pretty smart, but, you know, whatever, whatever that happened in their lives, you know, prior to having me and after, obviously affected them in a way where they couldn't realize their full potential. So, you know, my parents, they're not... The they're not the worst people in the world, but they're not the best people in the world. They got work to do on themselves before they can really tell me about what I should be doing. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> My grandmother is very influential. She was the person that uh, helped me to, to to not completely fall to the wayside as far as where I was, the environment that I lived in, and what was going on with my mom. I don't even know if my grandmother knew like that what was going on with me and my mom, but she knew the conditions were subpar, so she would like take me away from that shit enough times so that I wouldn't feel as if that was the only thing that was 
around them. She would take me on the weekends to the suburbs, and that gave me a chance to see, like, outside of the city, uh, like, oh, wow, people live in houses like this. Like, it's like, it's nice over here. Okay, I want to, I would, I want to have some stuff like this one day. And so she would take me out there on the weekends and then bring me back to go to school um, on Mondays. And then while we were out there, like, I would get to be, you know, outside in the suburbs where there's actual nature and animals and shit like that and i would have you know nature guide books where i would be outside and i'd be like oh what bird is this i look in the book <clears throat> and then see that bird out there like that wasn't stuff that i was able to do in Harlem. so like i got a chance to see like a different perspective thanks to my grandmother she was very smart she was a black panther so she was also on her like black revolutionary stuff as well so i got a chance to learn a lot about like who i am as a black person and a black man from her um early on early on like i knew what racism was i knew about martin luther king and all these you know black figures at an early age and i knew it like the back of my hand thanks to her so i got a chance to grow up with a sense of blackness um which was going to happen anyway coming from the city but i'm glad it was reinforced because by the time i moved to the suburbs <clears throat> like when i moved to where my grandmother would take me that's where i experienced what i was warned about the whole time like like that's where people actually calling you a nigger and you got to decide if you're gonna fight or if you're just gonna like let that shit happen and I, honestly i don't know too many kids from the city that go through that like that's not something that happens in new york city so i I tell people that and it's like normal to me but like other people like that ass i'm like called you the n-word like oh no nah, it's crazy but yeah that shit that shit is regular like that shit just happens every day somebody in the call a nigga right now <laughs> somewhere of outside of just what school had to offer you know I, and that's when you start reading books that aren't like the cat and the hat and it's just it's more more information so i think around seven six seven were some good memories when i was young music was always playing around me and i <clears throat> i think i spent a lot of time in in cars like growing up like driving from philadelphia to new york especially on the weekends with my grandmother and she would listen to npr for the most part like she wasn't really like on music that much but when she would listen to music it, it wasn't what you would expect like a 60 something 70 year old woman like it would be like tom petty and like like classic rock and shit like that 
I remember I tried to play her something. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was a Nas in the Firm song. And she was like, what is this? Like, it was on Hot 97. And she just didn't really fuck with it like that. And so then that just helped me to learn, like, it doesn't matter. Because I would get called all kinds of shit for listening to different shit later on in life. But that taught me from the beginning it doesn't matter where you come from or what you, how old you are or whatever. You can, you can like what you like. And it doesn't matter you know how you look about it or whatever you don't let anybody tell you you know you can't listen to this and that and that's where i learned that so i'll be in the car listening to mostly npr with her and that's when i first got an affinity for music where it was like i wanted to hear it i wanted to hear some more and being as though i was on the internet from a young age like six years old um, or seven 2005 was when youtube came out i remember because i made an account immediately and i remember um, LimeWire and downloading music from that and I had a little mp3 player so it's just as I got older the demand for me to listen to music grew and then the first time I started experimenting with making music was in school like I had music classes in all the schools I went to or for the most part um, where it was mostly simple stuff like playing the recorder or piano recital stuff where you read out the book and you play from the piano but little stuff like that is important especially when you decide you want to do music like african drum classes like that was that i feel like that might be the most important one for what i do which is dj it's all about But yeah, from from like ages five to like eight, it was all that Harlem dance music. And then mixed in, there was a lot of Dipset, like a lot of Cameron, a lot of Jay-Z. It got to the point where I hated Jay-Z because it was just all that I heard as a kid in New York. And um, by the time I was 10 years old, it was Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne all the time. Lil Wayne was everywhere. It was crazy. Um, I was memorizing Lil Wayne songs like a milli. I say a milli might be an anthem for a certain point in life. Like, that song's crazy. Millionaire around my 
young money millionaire Tougher than Nigerian hair My criteria compared to your career just isn't fair I'm a venereal disease like a menstrual bleed Through the pencil and leak on the sheet of the tablet in my mind Cause I don't write shit cause I ain't got time Cause my second minutes hours go to the almighty dollar in the almighty power of that chopper Sister, brother, son, daughter, father, motherfucker, copper Got the Maserati dancing on the bridge yeah, and um, I I'm revisiting I'm revisiting a lot of the Lil Wayne that uh, I liked when I was younger because now I understand what he's saying and it's like oh shit that's crazy like he's just really good at going from one thing to the next thing in the most smooth way as far as rapping um from from ages like 11 12 I couldn't I couldn't say like. I feel like it would be something like Nirvana or something like that, like some 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 sort of rock music, cause that's what was I was bombarded by when I moved to the suburbs. The first song that just popped into my head was Black Hole Sun. Jeremy by Pearl Jam about this kid he shot up this shot up this classroom or something like that um really but um by the time I was 11 <coughs> I remembered that uh most of my time was spent on the line trying to find music or games and stuff like that I was into everything like I was into Tupac Biggie like that's when I started memorizing people's rap songs and stuff like that like and I was into like, yo, who has the most rhymes and all that stuff. And then by the time I moved to Philadelphia, because my gr my mother inherited the house that my grandmother owned when she died, um, I was chilling with one of my friends' dads, and him, and he had GarageBand on his computer. And I remember we would just make stuff on GarageBand using the loops that came already with it. And then that was like my first experience. You know, messing around with music at like 11, 12 years old on GarageBand. And then from there, um, I moved. I was in the suburbs fully. And that's where, like, you know, I, my music taste really developed because I wasn't around. I wasn't in the city anymore. So it wasn't it was a whole different type of kids that I hung with all different type of music, different culture, skateboarding, all that stuff. And I had been skateboarding before I moved to the suburbs. So that wasn't really anything to get into. But it was the perfect accompaniment to music out there and that's when i got into all kinds of rock music like all types of punk rock shit and like different weird electronic music i used to like skrillex like i used to like all that bro step stuff back in 2011 2012 and i was just really into just all kinds of shit from there because now i'm i'm just hanging with different kids it's at the point where kids are telling me yo you listen to a bunch of weird shit i'm like that's cool by like 14 15 i'm into like a lot of hip-hop tyler the creator like a tribe called quest um the far side like all the boom bap hip-hop stuff i'm like yeah this is the shit 
And I didn't have any problem with the the hip hop that came out of the time, like 2012, 2011. It just wasn't where my focus was at. Alright, so my grandma died, so after that, my mom kind of got even crazier, which, which is, I don't know what happens when your mom dies, but the final straw for me was when I was like 15, my mom was pregnant with my sister. And I was going to do some math tutoring shit at my school because I was just failing. I didn't really care. But my teacher was like, yo, you should, you got to come to school on one of the off days and, like, do some work or some shit. And I was like, all right. And but my mom thought I was going to go hang out with my friends or something like that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to do this math tutoring shit. Like, I'm out. And she fucking threw up clorox bottle at me right and that shit splashed all over my face got all on my school laptop i'm just tight like i get up and i just start slamming shit like throwing televisions like are you crazy because i'm not gonna hit my mom who's pregnant with my sister i'm just fucking the room up and that's when i that's when i was like yo yeah i gotta get the fuck out of here because my sister can't be around this shit i'm done with this shit i'm like 15 i'm bigger than my mom like it's just this shit is stupid so that's when I left to go live with my dad, and it got even worse. Like, I met my dad when I was, like, 13. Well, I, like, I had met him when I was a baby, but I didn't really know who he was until that point. I'm just like, this nigga come out of nowhere talking about it's going to be like this and that. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. And if it if that was the response, then we had to fight about it. And that was his, that was his way of, I don't know, nigga's crazy. Like, <laughs> like with my dad, like, we would fight put holes in the wall he'll drive my ass to home depot to get spackled and we fixing the holes in the wall <laughs> after after that shit so like i just went from my mom it was just aggressive with my mom you can't really do anything to your mom to like me and my dad fighting like you know like men and he was big into music so he put me onto the places where tribe called quest would get their samples from and all the records that influenced the hip-hop that was of that time of the 90s boom bap and i would start listening to the records that were sampled more than actual than actually you know the music all types of jazz soul and funk and everything I see how this is, this is like, you know, it's just a recycling process. And that's when I decided that I wanted to start making music through sampling. And um, my dad had put the FL Studio program in front of me. He was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. And I was like, I'm not really trying to do this. But, you know, I started messing around and like get watching tutorials on how to use the program. And um, in 2013, I put out my first little project, I guess. It was just a, it was a bunch of samples that I had liked 
and I would, I, you know, I made some drums and looped them and, you know, just basic hip-hop production stuff. That came out in 2013. It was the first thing I put out. I was like, okay, so I could do this. I can put music out. Um, I had sampled, you know, music from a video game that I like called Bully. I sampled this band called Vampire Weekend on that. It's really, it's really simple. Like, it's really not even that great to me. But it's like, oh, it's like, it, it just shows, you know, the growth, I guess. makes sense for, for where I was at at the time and then 15 16 17 I don't know that was the craziest point in life because I moved out of my I had I had got my first job and I dropped out of high school I was tired of it I was like I had all A's I was like all right I don't need to do this anymore I might as well get some money my dad was pushing me to do that job and I would go to work and play music at work like while I worked in the kitchen with my with my co-workers and I was making a, a lot of music at this time. And um, my dad was always on some like, yo, that new shit is bullshit. Da, 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 da. Like er everything new is some bullshit. You can only listen to that old shit. So when I left the crib to go to work, I wasn't on that. Like I was listening to whatever I wanted to because I had headphones and I, I'm at work. So um, I remember when Young Thug came out and it was like instantly everybody was hating on him. You couldn't because people, you know, his music was being played. And I remember my dad hating on it. And I was hating on it just because my dad was hating on it. But then I got out of the house and, like, I was really listening to Young Thug. I'm like, yo, this shit is fire. And, like, I was, like, a huge, huge Young Thug fan. The whole Rich Gang tape. <laughs> the whole Rich Gang, the tour tape. I heard that tape. Uh, my manager drove me home from work one time and her boyfriend was playing that I'm like yo what is this he's like yo this that new rich gang like lifestyle like, like that, that era was pretty crazy tell them nigga what you ride for a nigga baby what you die for a nigga baby Hey, baby girl, would you cry for your nigga, baby? Would you cry for your nigga, baby? Hey, baby girl, what you know, what you know about that? What you know about that, you don't know that. Baby girl, what you know about that, about that? What you know about that, you don't know that. She don't know what she don't know. That. Work on her any day, lady. Yeah. And by the time I was. 17 i moved out from my dad's house and i was like yeah i'm gonna go move to new york i'm gonna move to brooklyn and i'm gonna um i'm gonna get an apartment and i'm gonna do all these things because i had some money coming from a car accident that i had when i was like three before i moved to new york it was gonna be like fifty-two thousand dollars. so i was like yo once i became aware of that i was like i don't need to be under the under my dad anymore like i don't need to be dealing with his bullshit Having my father later in my life rather than early on in my life um, gave me a bit of self-awareness because, like, I when I went to my father, I was I wanted to, like, be around a father, a male figure, like, growing up without a dad. I didn't really know how to, I don't know, I wanted the idea of manhood. My father's idea of manhood was terrible, but luckily I was smart enough before going there that it was terrible. His idea of manhood is just, like, hood nigga shit, like fuck bitches like <laughs> um get money <laughs> like 
it's really basic but he he makes it seem as if it's like this whole shit you feel me like a whole um conceptual deal that like he'll say something that's not that deep in some in a way that's deep and you're like oh shit but it's not that deep man like a lot of shit i learned from my father like it was like eat the meat and throw away the bones because if i was to just take on everything from him i would i wouldn't be this person like i'd be probably worse so i just took all the characteristics of my father that i thought were uh useful and practical and applied them where i could to myself and it's really not that many it's really just shit like discipline yourself get up in the morning fucking go to work it's like the shit that kids my age don't want to (laughs) do it's just the basics like i just got the basics so i left and um i had got the apartment and i think it was still a lot of young thug at this time i remember when i first started djing which was not too long after i moved into my first apartment around 17 I started, you know, blending some Young Thug songs in like in like my first mix. one-year plan my second month plan is to be out of this job and i make all my money from shows and i i'm supporting myself completely from my creativity and music like that's that shit is so urgent i wake up every day like i can't wait to do that and i've i have had fifty two thousand dollars sitting around to 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 just do whatever i wanted with so knowing what that feels like is like yeah i'm not trying to fucking work for anybody um well, well, you get stuck when you when you feel as if there's not no more options, and that's an option to be like, yo, there's no more options. Because at the end of the day, you can do something to make something else happen. It's gonna, it's 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 mad easy for me to say or anybody to somebody that's going through it now. But um, I don't know. I think when you just stop and you're like, all right, I'm done with this shit, like fuck this life shit i'm about to just work at my job and like do the regular that's what i call it the regular it's like if i just if i wanted to i could stop doing all this shit work my job pay my rent and just keep getting new better up living situations until i have a house and probably a car and just chill like that that's the regular to me and that's kind of like giving up but it's set out for you to do it that way so like you can you can kind of just be like fuck it and that's where you end up or you could end up somewhere way worse than that depending on your situation but um i think when you just accept the regular and you don't think of the you don't think of original ideas and say all right here's how i'm gonna do it and you just kind of like oh i gotta be at work at this time and i got a doctor's appointment and, 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 and like i don't know if you're really alive like you some people be like zombies like <laughs> um 
my my uh my year plan is to have a project out that i rock with like as like i like to have to like it a hundred percent and it represents me well as an artist um vocally production wise all, all the things that i do and it and it makes sense in a amalgamated project that i can then sell um on spotify apple music uh all the major outlets like making money from selling my music without leaving the house to go do a show and um what was five years i'll be i'm 19 in five years i'll be 25 so i'm trying to be rich by 25 and my my definition of rich is like uh eight figures which is like 20 million 10 million dollars so like i gotta be somewhere where i can make the 20 million dollar decisions and million dollar decisions because i'm really not trying to be like on on like regular like hustle shit at that point especially for as long as i've been going so by that point i want to be able to make big moves with big money that influence things how i see fit in a way that actually does something like you need money to do to 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 make big ass decisions like you have no power just saying oh do this do that like nah, you gotta have some financial backing so by 25 i would like to have the capital to make all the decisions i want to make to continue to progress my career By the time we edited this podcast, Ted was one step closer to his dream of making a living through music. He no longer works in a kitchen, but is now workshop leader for the organization Building Beats. The Vanguard Podcast is produced by Growhouse NYC and recorded at Brick Studios in Brooklyn. Growhouse NYC is an arts and technology incubator and residency for creatives of color. For more information on how you can support our organization and programming, visit www.growhousenyc.org. On the next episode of the Vanguard podcast, Kat Hernandez. What is money? It was invented. So, you know what I mean? But family and things and emotions and memories and things like that, like, those are so important. And I just, I want to shift. I want to shift from how hard I've cared so much about a career into how hard I should care about my family and spending moments with the people that I love and having that balance. Chow, 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 chow,